It's the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you get from the west coast of the South Island all the way across to the east coast by running, biking and kayaking across some of New Zealand's most famous routes. This podcast is brought to you by Team CP, your endurance coaching specialist. I'm your host, Angus Petrie, and as always, it is a pleasure to welcome back my teammate, Mr. Team CP himself, Richard Greer. Rich, welcome back to another Kathmandu podcast. Yeah, what a good in intro, and uh, yeah, thanks for having us, Angus. Excellent. What a show we've got lined up tonight. We've got another great episode ahead of us, Rich. Um, we are getting closer to those uh, crucial training months, I suppose, aren't we? Yeah, with daylight savings come on board, uh, that makes a definitely definitely a difference, doesn't it? To be able to get out a bit later and sort of uh, longer after work and before work even as well, and also uh, yeah, the opportunity to maybe to get a bit more paddling done, or, or hopefully trying to bring all three disciplines together a bit more now that springtime's well and truly here. Yep, I certainly see a bit of chatter over Facebook and a few posts and things like people getting back in their boats. A lot more yep. talk about trying to share shuttles up and down the river and That's things. Right. Yes, yeah, no, that's right, and uh, and just adventures to be had, isn't there? When um, when the when the sun's shining, obviously, a fair bit of uh, hairy weather happening recently as well. So that's always, uh, hey, be safe out there, but um, but it's always good to get out and about. Yeah, totally, and great to see those the uh, coast to coast community all starting to reach out to each other, and and that's what it's all about. That whole community thing. Rich, give us a rundown. What do we got on tonight? Yeah, so starting starting from last to first, uh, we're going to um, catch up with Matt Bateman and his progress and catch up with his teammate Tomo as well, see how they're going. We're going to catch up with the race director, Glenn Curry, shortly as well. We're going to check in how this whole COVID situation, how the planning's going for race day um, and how he's doing with all that. And then, But we're going to kick off with Anna McNuff. So Anna is a, an adventurer through and through. She's uh, just learning a little bit more about Anna. She's a bit of a crazy lady. She's done lots of amazing stuff, and I'm very jealous. But she's cycled the length of the Andes in South America, climbing over 100,000 vertical meters, Angus during that time. How good is that? Um, I know. She, she's cycled 18,000 Ks through North America um, and while riding ev through every state while doing so. She's also run completely unsupported the length of New Zealand TRO trail as well, uh, carrying her backpack on her back as uh, uh, just stuff that she's done. So with that background, Anna lined up the tandem team in 2009 with Holly Weston. Uh, sorry, not Holly Weston, Holly Woodhouse, who's uh, one of our people that we've had on the show before. Um, and they went and off and did the, the coast to coast tandem. So, really keen to find out after all that background um, how Anna found it, what she learned, and how she compares coast to Kathmandu coast to coast to some of the, all the awesome adventures, challenges that she's done in the past. Yeah, and great. You know, when you, when you look at her resume of adventures that she's been on, yeah. um, pretty cool to have uh, Kathmandu coast to coast as one of those adventures and one of those ones that she's, she's still very fond of. 100%, isn't that good? That's, uh, I guess that's a tribute to the race and what it is and the community that it brings and the adventure that it is as well. And, and I must say also, Rich, it's 8.15 here. We've gone live at 8.15 p.m. here, but it's actually 8.15 a.m. where Anna is. Yeah, so that's good commitment, isn't it? Obviously shows that she um, uh, she is committed to the cause. She is. Shall we bring her on and, and, uh, and meet Anna? 
Hello. Hello, Anna. How are you? Good, Hello. good evening. Double jazz hands. <laughs> Double jazz yeah. hands. We can all do that. Good evening. Good morning. I've got tea on the go. It's all good. Everything's oh, all right when you've got a cup of tea. <laughs> good stuff, Anna. How are you? What have you been up to? What's happening in your world um, in the UK right now? Oh, we're in a bit of a pickle. It's just all a bit bonkers. I've been watching in awe. You seem to be doing it right over that side of the world and you seem to have been handling COVID. We're doing all right. We're going through the waves. It's just like the never ending story. So it's a bit like adventure has come to the normal person's door and we're having to cope with uncertainty. But um, we're making the most of it. So um, and it's a beautiful country over here to explore. So we're doing what I can to get to know my backyard a bit better. Yes, 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 good. And a whole lot of people just recently exploring the London Marathon as well, doing their own London Marathon, I see, which is something that you've done uh, quite a bit in the past as well and cheering a whole bunch of people on. Yeah, I did it last year with no shoes on, which turned out to just, you know, I look back and think, what the hell was I on? But yeah, it was amazing. 45,000 people took to the streets and battled their personal demons uh, virtually, which I just thought was amazing. And how many others had no shoes on? Just the Uh, one crazy lady. (laughs) Do you know what? I was the only one. I mean, I passed the toilet. There was someone dressed as Mickey Mouse. So, um, but yeah, no other barefoot people. I think there were two more in the race, um, but I didn't see them. (laughs) That's so good. Um, Anna, tell us a bit about your background, your upbringing, because obviously that had a fair bit to go in terms of what what you got to be today. Um, And and what made you lead into that lifestyle that you sort of end up doing all these crazy, awesome things? Yeah, I mean, as the kids would say, my parents are a bit extra, like they're a bit out there. So um, they're actually they went to the Olympics in 1980 for rowing. So I have got the background of having two Olympian parents, which is yeah a bit unusual. So I grew up doing every single sport under the sun, loads of, you know, football, trampolining, judo. Um, so it's weird because I, I grew up with an elite sports background and then I played a lot of football and I ended up rowing for Great Britain when I was in my 20s. But I didn't actually enjoy adventure and the great outdoors probably until I was in my late 20s, which is just crazy. Um, I remember my parents used to take me for walks when I was 15. You know, and I just, oh, it was all just like, mom, this is so boring. Why do I want to look at trees? <laughs> and, uh, and now I'm like, I love trees. Look at them. They're amazing. Um, so I'll be dragging my children on those adventures. So it was probably my late twenties when I took off from my, I was, I was working a corporate job and I went to ride this pink bike through every state of America for 20,000 Ks. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? Like that is it. I love adventure. I love seeing the world. I love smashing my bodies to bits in the process. And, um, yeah, that's when my adventure life started late twenties. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so that um, bodes well for me when I drag my kids out to do these uh, crazy adventures. Like, oh God, Dad, what are you doing? Do we have yes. to do this? So, keep so keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not abuse. It's good for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not abuse. Honest, it's not. That's so good. That's so good. Um, how did you come across the coast to coast, and how did you get involved in it? Oh, when I when I ran the TRO Trail back in 2015, yeah. it's so weird because you know you don't hear much about it until you're in New Zealand, and then. It's all everyone would mention when I was on the trail or I bumped into um, one of the, there was someone training for it and I just bumped into him in the middle of the bush and I said, what are you doing out here? And um, and then I got chatting with him and I just, the more I went along the trail, the more I talked about it and, and I bumped into like Mal Law, you know, like yeah. a trail running legend. Yes. So I, I just, it kind of crept into my consciousness and I just thought, that sounds really cool. You know, I was running north to, um, south to north. Right. But the idea of something going across, I just thought, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah so good. it was in the back and, of my mind. 
And south to north, uh, that's obviously the hardest way, isn't it? Surely going up. Is it? Going north yeah, definitely. Surely, surely. Yeah. yeah, no. Do you know what? It was just I started too late and uh, and apparently you have things called mountains and snow. So oh, I was like, right, right, I better get going the other way. And I'll run it to get it done faster. I like yeah. it. Yeah, time for this. But also that TRO trail heads across the uh, Goat Pass, doesn't it? Up the, it you does. Run up the Ming and down the Deception. Yeah, and I absolutely had the worst day of my whole run on that, right? So I had unfinished business with the um, deception because I yeah. mashed up my ankle. I mean, I came out there, I rolled oh, my ankle, right. it like swelled up like a balloon. Um, so I had unfinished business with that section of trail, which was great to go back and do coast to coast, do it in the opposite direction and um, and not mash up my ankle. So it was good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and as uh, sort of training across, you do see a whole bunch of people that are doing the, the TRO trail, big tramping packs, and you're sort of racing past them in a day kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, how does it compare it, it now reflecting back on it, the coast-to-coast to all these different adventures that you've had in the past? Uh, well, you know, I'm a slow moving creature, contrary to a lot of belief, right? All I, all I seem to do is have the, I'm like, you know, the tortoise and the hare. I am absolutely the tortoise. Like I will keep going like just day after day after day after day. Yeah. yeah. But my turn of speed leaves a little bit to be desired. So of course you go right. from going, right, you've got six months or, you know, whatever to run, run, a run, do an adventure, run a trail, do a bike ride. Yes. And then you go into right. You got you got a couple of days in the tandem event I did, um, and it, it's just a bit of a shock to the system. So it's a different kind of fitness and a different kind of mentality, and yeah. it's it's awesome in one sense because it's so short and you want to grasp onto it, and you haven't got long to settle into it. But that's why the training becomes the fun part because all of that lead up. It's like the juicy, you know, the starters before you get into the main meal. So um, yeah, completely different ball game to what I normally do. Way out of my comfort zone. Um, which I was so grateful to have Hollywood House with me, showing me what on earth I was doing. Um, but yeah, completely different to what I was used to, which is why it was so fun. A hundred percent, because it's a sprint race, isn't it? Effectively. <laughs> apparently, not if you'd watched me on the mountain run, but yeah, apparently it's a sprint. But relative to what you're used to, it's a sprint race, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's cool. Yeah. And you can feel that in the energy when you start. You're like, ah! Yeah, 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 calm yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just calm down. Just calm down. Just calm yeah. down. Um, what was your highlight of the event? Looking back on it, oh my god, the kayak section was just amazing. You know, I grew up in London and I spent a lot of time on the river rowing, but on a flat, you know, the Thames River. So to be on moving water, and um, and the river was pretty low the the, the year yep. we did it. So there was mm-hmm. quite a lot going on, a lot of rapids. And it was just exhilarating and, you know, thinking, oh, my God, is this going to be the corner where I fall out or not? And it was just, oh, it was just, it was just, I loved it all. I loved it all. It was just, it was brilliant. Good. And was Holly steering or you steering? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was absolutely steering. And I think, that, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, definitely. Which helped a lot that she'd done okay. the course a fair few times. And we'd done a, um, we did a, a, a couple practice runs down the river as well. So that really helped. Um, and that really changed the game. But, um yeah, just brilliant day for it. It was like so hot, sun was shining, blue waters, amazing cliffs. Yeah, it was wicked. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and I always uh, like to ask, what would you do differently, or what was the tougher part of the event? What was what was when you were not in a very happy place? When was Anna not really enjoying herself too much? Well, yeah, Richard, I went in the pain cave early on and shut the door because uh, I yeah. we'd done so meticulous planning, and Holly was so good in this as well and helping like where you need your food and all of that and the mm. kit. Um, but what had been left up to me was, of course, packing like a bit of food for the first the bike section. Okay. 
and we one weren't job, used to one job in it. Yeah, one, one freaking job. Yeah, one <laughs> job. Yeah. And we were so um, we hadn't cycled much together, so I wasn't quite sure about the pace. And um, basically, we went hard on that first bike section, and I ruined myself. And I went to reach to like get some food out of my back pocket and realized yep. I'd forgotten my food. So. <laughs> I came off the first bike literally at like zero about to right. start the mountain run, like wobbling around like a crazy person. Oh, and no. and then, yeah. And so then it was just like starting the mountain run, trying to get back all the energy I'd lost. And oh, I, was, I was, I was in the pain cave. But Did you not came... ask, ask, surely Hollywood ahead something to give you? Well, or you surely no, I, I was computer doing... stealing Yeah, something. no. Well, the thing is, I was so embarrassed. And of course you also just go, oh, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. <laughs> And okay. it wasn't until I got off the bike and Holly looked back at me and she said to the the, um, the support team, she was like, McNuff needs food. And my dad was <laughs> cramming her. a banana. Feed the beast. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was painful. Um, but yeah. I still loved the mountain run. Like, you know, it took me a few, uh, sort of until I got to Arthur's Pass, the top, the Goat Pass, sorry, took me to, to kind of come back round. Um, but once I was back round, down the other side, I felt amazing. And then, of course, the second day, I just felt like I was flying high because I actually had energy in my system. So Brilliant. don't do what I did, kids. Pack your food. <laughs> yeah, pack your own food. Actually pack something. Eat yeah, something. Yeah, actually well. do something. Yeah. Maybe ask for help if you, sort of, uh, if you need it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, you come from overseas to do this event, and logistics can be a bit of a challenge uh, doing it from overseas, The whole, all the gear and bikes and kayaks and all that sort of stuff. How did you find it um, to compete Completely. Yeah, I definitely had a leg up that Holly had a kind of in with, you know, local local mm -hmm. guides to take us down the river and and help sort out a lot of logistics of getting ready for race day. So that definitely helped. Yeah. Um, and I luckily, because I, I basically uh, run my own business, so I, I could come out early and spend some time in New Zealand and get on the course. And that really helped. But I would just say, yeah, it's just about finding the terrain. You know, we've got it over here in the UK and you'll have it. Um, but I mean, I would say the one thing that Kiwis are amazing at is moving really quickly over that tough ground. You know, those riverbeds yep. and the rocks, little twinkle toes you've got. And uh, <laughs> so um, I would say that was the main thing I probably would have done a bit more of was go and take myself on some rough and rocky ground over here Great. in the UK. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, we've got Matt and Tom who I want to talk to in a moment. And having completed the tandem team event uh, and them also lining up for it as well, at their first crack, any advice yeah. that you'd give them? Oh, on the kayak section, I'll give the advice that my teammate Holly gave to me, which is pedal, pedal, pedal. <laughs> and all she yep. kept shouting at me. And so I just yep. trusted her and just like went like a nutter in the back. <laughs> just and, that was it. She was just like, whoa, I can feel you kicking. So I just, I just, whoever's steering, I just trusted them. I was just like, okay. my job is to paddle. And that is it. And uh, so I would say that one. And the other thing is definitely treat it like a team. There's just something amazing, even though you're separate on the bike and on the run, yeah. that kind of constant talking and where are yeah. you? And you um, yeah, you just get, you carry one another along. It's just a beautiful thing. It's amazing to share it with someone else. Cool, cool, cool. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, where to next, Anna? What are you off to now? What, what, where, like where <laughs> your journey of adventures? Well, I've got seven months with a baby in my belly. So um, right. apparently... That is a huge adventure. So there is a human <laughs> arriving in my life. We've got a little girl coming in December. Ooh, um, right. cool. Not yeah, so I know, I know. So basically it'll be about, you know, getting the baby out and then um, working out how we drag her up some mountains and take her on some adventures. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And and to summarize, coast to coast. Um, so any other sort of key things that you would share with others, just in terms of okay, we're doing this for the first time. Anything else to share? Oh, just enjoy it because there are so many unknowns. And, you know, as, as I said in my race, so many things went wrong. You know, it doesn't always go to plan, but I would say plan as much as you can. And then on that start line, just embrace the nerves and just enjoy it. You are in for the time of your life. And it's it's just the best way to see the country. It's amazing. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Awesome, Anna. Love your energy and love your enthusiasm. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back here at some point to, oh. to spread all that enthusiasm around the place again. 100%. I cannot wait to get back over to you. I reckon it'll be a few years, but I'll be back for sure. <laughs> yeah, write that down. <clears throat> and Anna, Anna, just quickly, uh, I just want to quickly tell everybody out there that if they go onto your website, you've uh, actually got some uh, books there that you've written, and I'm just going by the enthusiasm that you're giving us <laughs> now. That it, and, and I've read the blurbs that they're written uh, from, like, off the seat of the bike and some, so I can only guess that these books are going to be an absolute dynamite piece of gold to read. And I need to tell you that uh, in the next week or two, I'm off on a bit of a road trip up to the top of the South Island. So we're busy going to download some audio books uh, of yours and yeah. uh, listen to some of your great stories. But thank oh, you thank so you. So Thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, and all the best for for the one of world's greatest adventures, which is, you know, little ones. And that's that's the biggest adventure you have. Hopefully, hopefully you, what you're saying there is that you actually know what you've got coming and it's not a tandem that's coming. Yeah, no, there's not a tandem. No, that makes life easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Brilliant. All right, Anna, thank you so, so much for joining us. We look forward to catching up with you again sometime and uh, all the best. Wicked. Take care. Good luck, everyone. Well, yeah. well Bye. done. Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Fizzing. Now, oh, good. Fizzing. Look, I mean, if you could start uh, any any race with that amount of enthusiasm, Richard, you're, you're nearly at the finish line before you even start, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, no, that, that, as you talked, I'm sure there was plenty of enthusiasm for a startup. I'd like to see, I'm sure she still had enthusiasm, enthusiasm, even though she probably wasn't feeling brilliant. Um, she's that sort of person, isn't she? Correct, correct, correct. Now, Rich, we are getting closer. Like we did talk about this at the start. We're getting closer. We've got some more training, uh, you know, some more daylights, all that sort of stuff. So we probably need to just start to get a little bit more specific uh, and with a bit of advice and, and stuff out there for our listeners and viewers. Uh, perhaps you may recall a little kayaking story for us tonight. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Angus. Uh, yeah, no, I was told they were soft and I actually need to get on my boat, um, which has been happening very infrequently recently with the, I live down by the, not closest to the WiMAX, so it's been really windy. So I thought I'd, so right, I have to go. So uh, parked the car on an angle so I could actually sort of wedge the boat off the car to get it in the water and and uh, sort of sat it there. I was like, right, let's shimmy in it. And then as I was doing that, I got blown out of my boat and sort of half into the water and things like that. So you know, swearing and cursing about how how um, people are making me doing, getting out there and doing this. But actually the wind dropped and actually turned out to be a really nice paddle. So I just needed to harden up and actually get out and do some paddling. So so no, but, good, good. But <clears throat> you do have a job on come uh, coast to coast day, but it, so it sounds like you actually need uh, a little bit more practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always learning, Angus. That's for always sure. It's keeping you keeping you honest. Actually, I need to keep on making sure I do some paddling. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, speaking of learning, uh, we're now going to catch up with Glenn Curry, Kathmandu uh, Coast to Coast Race Director, and he's just going to fill us in on some learning, some where we're at, where the events at, um, and a bit of a few of the trials and tribulations of planning around COVID and all those sort of things. So, uh, got your ears on there, Glenn? Yeah, how you doing, guys? 
Good, mate. Good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Clean up. Countdown yet? What's that? Sorry. Have you started the countdown yet? Uh yeah. It's, it gets to about now, and you start. Um, yeah, the days the days seem to disappear pretty quick up to the event from this point forward. So, yep, we are in countdown mode. October is actually a really big month for us in terms of organising. We um have all our safety meetings with our mountain crew and our river crew. So um, we put all those together, and yeah, it's actually yeah in terms of it sets us up for the rest of summer really. Yeah, Glenn, it's a tough time of the year and tough uh, with everything that's going on to be a, a uh, race director. How's everything going at, with at your end in regards to this whole COVID thing? I think from my place in terms of helping people out to the event, there's that optimism that we're going to happen and we're going to go and train for it anyway. Uh, and, and hey, it's all going to go well. But how are you getting on? Yeah, you know, well, it's probably pretty similar to the athletes, actually. So, I mean, last time I think I spoke on here, I was... Like, yep, we're good to go. It was all the yep. New Zealand was in level one. We were like, oh, yep. we might not have internationals, but you know, and then obviously we rolled into part of the country, rolled into level three, level two, et cetera. And all of a sudden, the event, yep. the event um, situation sort of changed. So I think probably the hardest thing for organizers now is the reality that, you know, we could be sitting in, um, we could be sitting in, uh, you know, Greymouth and get told that we all have to get home, go home because we've flipped mm-hmm. the switch to a level three situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I feel, we're we're really fortunate that the coast to coast is um actually owned by a New Zealand company and they're very very supportive. So we're in a, we're in a great position here, and they're like, you know, we're just going to go give it a good crack, and um, you know, we just have to, you know, just go on charge ahead, really. So that's that's the approach we're taking. So right, that's a great um, approach so, to have. Yeah, excited yeah. to have the whole country back in level one now. So yeah, looking positive, and our our, our approach is that yep, we're gonna we'll give it a good crack, and um, hopefully we can get it over the line. What is the coast plan? Uh, if it was level two, do you have a plan? How's how's that? Yeah, so um, so the level two plan. So I've been working on that over the last month, and mm. I like to call it the return to the eighties event because I think it's probably <laughs> going to have a little bit of a feel of the um coast to coast in the eighties. So cool. obviously, if we were in level two, um, we've got to operate in a situation where we have um no groups like larger than a hundred. So, um, yeah, basically our planning is based around that. So you could probably imagine, you know, it's going to be a wave situation. Um, split. We're working on a split camping situation at the moment. Klondike, we've got a couple of pinch points, and that would be registration, Klondike Corner, obviously, mm. um, areas where we're going to have, um, yeah, sort of mass participation. So we've got, we've got to be able to split people in those areas. So that's what we're working on at the moment. So the camping situation, et cetera, could be a little bit different. And I suppose we probably just it just means we'd have to remove all the bells and whistles and um, get back to basics, and mm-hmm. which you know I it could be kind of cool in a way, you know, like the way I look at it is that it could be you know a bit of um bring your gas cooker and uh, your pasta for dinner on Friday night because you could be <laughs> boiling it up for yourself sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The um the uh and and obviously you have to maybe wear some nineties uh, eighties lycra as part of that as well. Um, well I think what, it should be compulsory. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. So, so we've got yeah. that. That's good to kind of prepare for. And and coast yep. to coast athletes are prepared, and they are sort of roll with it. That's part of what we do. Um, what's the current situation in terms of event entries, the mountain run wait lists, etc.? Yeah, so um, obviously we sold out within weeks this year. Um, mm-hmm. A number of those entries, um, off the top of my head, around 150 were to internationals. Mm-hmm. So um, we basically. We've gone to our international community and said, look, you know, we think the reality is, is there's, you know, your chances of getting less and less in terms of getting into the country to do the event. And in the situation that you, that you potentially could, you may have to spend two weeks quarant- um, in quarantine. Now, in terms of the Kathmandu, 
Uh, yeah, it would be a heck of a taper, but probably in terms of the Kathmandu Coast to Coast for an international, you know, that's the time when they get on the course, et cetera. Yep. So I've basically said, look, you know, we, we are um, happy to give you your money back or transfer entry to 2022. So we've gone out and offered that to those um, those athletes and most of them have taken up. So that's where we're at. So people probably saw that we reopened our wait list. Um, and the reason is, is that we basically delved into our current wait list more than we thought we would to fill up those spaces for internationals. So what we are doing now is um, putting, you know, putting people more, um, on a, on a new wait list. I suppose we 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 crunch the numbers over the last four or five years, and we tend to um, lose up to about from this point forward to the event, you know, thirteen percent to fourteen percent of entries that we currently really? have, and that's just due to injury, et cetera. So spaces do become available. Um, mountain run sold out really quick. Um, we make um, we we hold basically we hold fifty entries for the mountain run. Um, we've always said that our priority is the uh, multi sport event. But we do see the um, mountain run is really important and great feeder to the um, to the race, so that's why we hold those entries. Um, but we also have a large wait list there, and mountain run often people um, come January, etc. There's more people that are um, probably keen to take up the mountain run option than there is the um, entire event. So those those entries often come around too. So although we only offer 50, we generally have a start line of 100 or so in that in that that area. So yeah, that's where that is. Um, we do have a we do. If the situation was that the country, a section of the country was in level three, we, um, we, we're realistic that, you know, we wouldn't be able to run the event. That's basically mm -hmm. the bottom line. So there is a there is a policy and people can see that online in terms of refunds and transfers. So yeah, yeah get onto the Coast to Coast um, page and you'll see um, see see what the situation is there if that we had to go that way. So mm -hmm. yeah, level two, we're going to try to give it a crack. Level one, happy days. And yep. um, yeah, that's where we are. So Perfect. in level two, Glenn, is there, a, are you saying, is there a chance that we wouldn't have support crews or have to limit uh, So basically one of the requirements, and they will come out um, as we get close to the event, we're going to wait and see where we are sort of in January. But yeah, you'd have reduced support crews, so you'd be limited in terms of the number of support crew you're allowed. Um, yep. We'd be asking spectators basically to stay away, which would be really sad, but that would basically be the case to keep our numbers low. A mm -hmm. um, couple other things is, and we're going to put a few things in place anyway, just in case so it sets us up. So if we had to go there, so registration this year, and this is probably an important one for people to start thinking about, for us to host the event, we're going to have a, you know, you will receive a designated time on the Thursday for registration, and you will need to come down and register at that time. And that just means that we can manage those numbers in the registration process. So that will start, that, that'll be all day Thursday. So people will have to be prepped in terms of what their time is, that they potentially will have to be in Greymouth early um, on that Thursday. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what are a couple of other things? So yeah, yeah. so those are sort of some of the major things that would um, probably come out, I suppose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Um, and Glenn, in terms of building up for their race, there's lots of different, like now that we're back in level one, there's lots of different events going on, which is brilliant for communities and people getting out there and, and testing themselves and challenging themselves. Uh, you're also involved in Mission Mount Summers, is that correct? Yeah, Mission Mount Summers is a bit of a project um, a couple of my friends and I had a few years ago. We I trained around uh, Mount Summers a lot when I was running and um, uh, when I was racing and I always thought, you know, it's a fantastic run and close enough to Christchurch, et cetera. Oh, it's an exceptional run. I think the 21K is sort of the perfect uh, sort of event in terms of goat yeah. pass training. So, um, yeah, we're hosting that in late October. And right. uh, we've also introduced this year um, a duathlon, which starts with a mountain bike to um, run. And I've actually been out and done the course. And I think it's a great uh, sort of simulation, I suppose, for the first day of the two-day coast. So um, if anyone's looking for a training event, that, that, that will be a great option. It'll be a tough, it'll be a tough day. And, um, yeah, it'd be great prep in terms of that day one what? of the coast anyway. 
What what do you think an average time for a, for the duathlon would be for an average average punter? How big a day well, are we talking? So so yeah, I mean that ma- that half marathon, you know, you're talking average time for that is probably sitting around that um, three hour mark, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the mountain bike will it's it's thirty kilometres, but it's it's relatively quick. There's one one decent climb in the middle of it, and I think most people will knock that out in under two hours. So you can sort of look at a you know four and a half hour. Five-hour days, you know, sort of situation. Cool, brilliant, mm. good stuff, Glenn. Um, we'll keep you doing what you're doing. Love your work. Uh, well done for, um, I guess, allowing us the opportunity to, mm. to keep thinking about and planning for it in level two. Because I mean, that could happen. Hopefully, it doesn't, but it could happen. Um, and uh, and and yeah, keep doing what you do, and hopefully, look forward to catching up in October to go for a bit of a mission around Mount Summers. Yeah, that'd be good. No, we're um we're definitely all fired up, and we look. I actually, yeah, October's a good time because we get our crew back together. So yeah, we're 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 February focused. So um, I hope everyone else is, and daylight savings is here. So yeah, get some training in and enjoy it. Good stuff. Well done, Glenn. Perfect. Thanks yeah. for your time. Cool. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, cheers. A big, a big, a big. I know everybody's out there training and everybody's working really, really hard to get to the start line. And but you know, a massive, a massive job those organisers have got on their hands trying to pull this off for everybody under the conditions that we're facing. Yes, that's right. And there's a bit of hope there as well, isn't there? But uh, you can be as organised as you can. So hopefully, um, everything, everything goes well. Yeah, interesting though. Like we talk about level two and maybe a reduced. Um, uh, support current thing. It's actually a good thing to practice anyway. When you're out there uh, in the lead up to this, actually mm-hmm. trying to be self sufficient for your, you know, on your own and being able to after a big run or a paddle or whatever, actually be able to run through your own processes and tick all the boxes that you'd need to do at a transition. I know uh, often at the transition you'll have your support crew, so you kind of don't have to worry about that. But it's actually yeah. a really good practice to go through anyway and uh, be, you know, be in tune with being able to make those decisions when you're when you're a bit weary. That's right, rather than just throwing everything in the air and hopefully they catch it, deal with it, <laughs> like it put it in a bag and sort of tidy it up and then and then away I go. Just takes another another moment or two just to do it properly, doesn't it? Uh, but but actually uh, it's definitely doable, isn't it? It is, it is, but just you know, good good practice and and uh, especially, you know, when we've got uh, you know, we've got all we've got Christmas coming up, we've got plenty of packages out there for people to mm. get involved in and get training and and learn some stuff and, and work all those things out with each other. Richard yep. You know, Team CP, they've got plenty of uh, activities coming up leading up to Christmas, some group group sessions and things. Yeah, lots of group sessions, lots of availability to, to get out there, share with others, challenge each other and have some fun. So, yeah, there's lots going on at the moment with Daylight Savings uh, coming around. So, absolutely. Um, come out, ride your bike, go for uh, some runs in the hills with us. Uh, yeah, get amongst it. Yeah, totally. Keep an eye on uh, on the Team CP website, but also on all our Facebook channels out there. Uh, there's always a, a something popping up and somebody looking for an adventure somewhere. Absolutely. Speaking of adventures, there's a couple of people waiting in the wings there uh, who are who are always good for an adventure. Uh, one's been adventuring probably a little bit too much in the lead up here by the looks of it. I'd like to welcome Matt Bateman back, but also uh, the ever-elusive Tomo. Welcome, team. Hi. Hey, great to be able to catch up with both of you. Uh, Angus mentioned it a moment. You may be adventuring a little bit too much. Uh, do you want to uh, talk us through what's happened? Uh, how's this um, affecting your biking and kayaking? Um, well, a couple of weeks ago, I broke my thumb in my uh, small hockey. So... 
I haven't really been able to do much um, kayaking or getting out on the bike. Um, yep. I'm still lucky that I've been able to do a little bit of running and um, also just going on the spin bike yeah, in the yeah. gym. I can just I can just picture that trip to the doctors and you're and, and you're in the surgery getting your cast with with half a paddle and a set of aero bars getting them to uh, mold that cast to to the two operative things there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was a bit of a shame. We were just halfway through our um, kayak course with Sam uh, Manson at Top Sports, so we just done our first two days, and uh, Tom and broke your hand on the Saturday night, and then um, we were actually booked to be doing our the last two days on the Wednesday, Thursday, the following week. So. So we'll sort of have to put everything on hold again now um, until the end of October, pretty yeah, much. So, yeah, start of November, we're going to try and hopefully get our last two days in. So, between now and then, Tom, I just got to strengthen her wrists up and we'll be ready to go again. Yeah, good. So, she'll be just doing lots of encouragement and cheering on of Matt. Go, Matt. You're doing really well. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Train harder, Matt. Uh, yeah. How did the, um, the grade two go? How did the first couple of days? How was that? Because yeah, that was cool. last time we talked. You were like just yeah. about to get into that. Yeah, yeah, I fell out five times, two days. Okay. Okay. Had a That's good couple of times. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. exciting. I think my height and weight doesn't help me too much in the, in the boats, but um, we'll get there. But um, no, it, it was good. Eh? We had a good, we, had a, we loved it, and um, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. And I think uh, we we're pretty first to get back out there, but just doing enough, like a few little paddles. I've been doing myself now, and and Tom has been <laughs> doing what she care. So um, yeah, she just you know practices with invisible, well, um, yeah. But no, no, it was awesome, and um, yeah, we had a real good good time. We went out the Wymac on the, on the boats, and it's been good. But we've been getting into the bike um, prior to that. Obviously, getting you know, obviously, Tomo hurting herself, and, um, and and lots of runs. So we're getting some good mileage up on our running, um, which has been awesome. So I think for us now, we're getting into the warmer months. You guys touched on it earlier. It's just getting into that specific stuff and doing the things that we're not good at, which is like getting out there with the kayaking. And and I, I managed to. Um, I'm not that confident to be honest in the boat, but. Um, I went out with Sam and had a one-on-one -on -one session last week just to get, you know, work on a few things that I hadn't had. But I did bail out one good one eight time, didn't we, on, yeah. on the course? Yeah, you did. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I up and uh, we talked about before I ended up, uh, yeah, instead of saying paddle, 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 it was the swim, swim, swim. And I made it to the other side and Tom, I was bloody shaking a bit, bit upstream. But um, it was good. I think it was good to learn and, and fall out like like we did. Eh? Like it was, um, yeah. so we won't do that again, you know? Yeah. So what? Matt, after after going through uh, the first two days of the grade two, and then a one on one with Sam, and and obviously recognizing that that the boat is maybe not your strongest point there, what what's probably one of the key learning bits that you've taken out of out of those lessons that that are that are really going to help you and will help somebody else that's new to it? I think just breaking it down, but not not like going rip shit and bust. You know, you've got to like learn, and I think learning. You know, every time you go down to the river you'll get offered bits of advice from every other multi-sport or anyone that's out in the boat, which is awesome. It's good to learn from that. And some of those things that you might take in won't be things that will apply to you straight away. But getting a one-on-one -on -one session was awesome, you know, and like I couldn't probably recommend that enough. I've got to do another two before we go out again and just to like nail things like that, the stroke and the technique with the paddle and things, things that I was a little bit unsure about, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, just for me, just trying to get those the little things and just do them well um, and break it down and then and then go from there. So I just didn't make any bad habits on, you know, <laughs> and learn them, yeah. Yeah. you know. And, and so we've got, uh, will be another month before we catch up with you you two again. So so what's in, what's this next month hold? What's the focus of uh, between now and, now and uh, what are we, November? 
Yeah, so I think we're going to have that. We're going to do running and cycling will be our biggest biggest thing and getting fully out on the bike rather than being in the gym. Um, and, the, and the last was real tough actually with the coming to the end of winter because when we spoke last time, Tom, I was still thick in the, in the thick of hockey. So we weren't actually getting like we're actually out on the road bikes. We were doing lots in the gym. So now we're getting out on the bikes and then towards the end of the month um, doing when Tom gets a cast off, just trying to strengthen it so we're ready to go. And I think that we're going to talk about 3rd and 4th of November, which will probably be actually the days that we're on for our next podcast. So, um, yeah, we'll probably be in that on that. We'll be doing that in the daytime. Well, I can't, I can't recommend enough uh, the Team CP Wednesday night roadies. A uh, little shameless plug here, 6 p.m., uh, Princess Margaret Hospital. We want to see you two there. Um, we'll come. Good, we'll come. perfect. It's yeah. a perfect place to hone those bike schools. Yeah. <laughs> How did it go tonight? We saw you guys were on there just before, so we were just watching that as well. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, busy. No, good. Good to get out. Uh, we had a flat ride today, so it was good to just uh, learn that riding close to others stuff. Uh, so no, really good. Um, and still got my bike shorts on at the moment, actually, while I'm talking to you as we dashed in here <laughs> to oh, get Jane. Um, and, and just to summarize, just uh, last thing, um, Anna talked about uh, in terms of the boat and, and really enjoying that right at the start of our podcast and just paddle, paddle, paddle. I want to know who's going to be in the front of the boat and who's probably going to be in the back of the boat in this thing. Who's going to be steering at the front? Who's going to be the engine well, at the I back? I think uh, after our first couple of uh, outings in the duo, Tomo is definitely not touching any foot pedals and making it. <laughs> no, she's not. I tell you, we were going sideways. Every time we saw a swan, okay. or a, yeah, we were going sideways up the river. Well, she had okay. stopped. So, uh, <laughs> these things out right early on, though. Who's in charge, right? Yeah, we actually had to change halfway down the river. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> classic. Okay, so so that, um, so Matt, uh, falling out plenty hasn't changed that. It's still actually Matt's probably going to be in the front. Um, yeah, lack of security doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, nah, that's all right. You've voted for yourself. Well done, Matt. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. No worries. We will catch you again, like I say, in a month's time, uh, first Wednesday of the month, and tune in to see how you're getting on. Well done. Keep up the good work, team, and look after yourself, Tom. Hopefully that get uh, that's feeling good and you can get things moving again when that cast yeah. comes off. Hopefully soon. Cool. Okay. Well, they've got a uh, an action-packed month coming up and some uh, – you know, it just goes to show that a little a little cast on your hand is not going to slow you down from achieving your goal, Richard. Yeah, that's right. And it's just a matter of figuring out how, just as way as Glenn was uh, saying it is actually, we're still going to do this. We've just got to figure out how. Uh, so, and that's what he's done particularly well, isn't he? Um, in terms of getting the, the race organized and, a, and some plans in place. That's right. And I guess that's probably a pretty good summary of the whole evening, really, is the, mm -hmm. is the just figure it out. Do it, get out there, get in amongst it, and, uh, you know, find a way to do these things, and, and all will be okay. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that sum, sums up the, the coast to coast because uh, things will go wrong. They do go wrong. There's so many things Guaranteed. That, uh, that are so dynamic within this race, isn't it, in terms of the, the mountain terrain, the riding with others, the, the, the nutrition thing, the paddling down the river, uh, stuff goes wrong no matter how experienced you are. So it's how you deal with it. It's the key challenge. Absolutely. Well, Rich, that's the end of another great uh, Kathmandu Coast to Coast episode. A big thanks to Anna, Glenn, Matt and Tomo for joining us. Of course, Richard, a big thanks to you and to Team CP for helping put this project together. Um, for everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening or watching. Don't forget, keep an eye on uh, both this Team CP Facebook pages and, of course, the Kathmandu Coast to Coast Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. If you haven't hit the like button on those pages, get there and do it now. Lots of great Coast to Coast ca uh, content coming through all the time. Good. Well done, Angus. Uh, thanks for holding the show together. And until next time. Always. Thanks, team. See you out there.
the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go!